Welcome to episode 12 of Trivial Arguments. We'll do some trivia. We'll probably get into some arguments. I'm here with formerly California Matt. He's home now, uh, soon to be Illinois Matt, for his record fourth episode. We'll talk about the Cubs Sox as usual, uh, the easiest sport to play professionally. Um, if the Bears are smoothing uh, from Soldier Field to, you know, Arlington Heights. Um, and then we'll do some random sports trivia because it, it was hot out today and I was too lazy to pick a topic. So, Matt, how are you on this mid-June day? Doing good. Back in the old IL. <laughs> we'll be here. So it was moving day for you a couple of days ago, but it could be moving day for the Bears um, as, as early as, I don't even know, Was it? it's not obviously going to be this season, but in the next. Can we, can we pause for a second, Lenny? Can we pause for a second? Arlington talk, Bears, sorry. And talk about the professionalism of that segue. <laughs> it was. It deserves a moment of silence. Somebody's learning. It was like, it's, it's, you could tell that this is like not your first, second, or third podcast. We're in double digits now. You can tell. My 12th, your fourth. So, (laughs) (laughs) done one third of these things. How have we not quit our jobs and just done this full time? <laughs> it beats me. We're just waiting for a little little ad, you know. Let's get a which product should we push now? Now thirty seven because we talked about J Lo. We talked about Smash Mouth. Wait, so not to inform you, it's got to be now like seventy eight. I bet you it's in the it's triple digits, right? Now that's now that's what I call music. One thirty seven. Yeah, I don't even. Do you think they even print CDs anymore? There's no way. Do you think they still make the now CDs or is it like a now like download this link? <laughs> now that's what I call music. <laughs> download this album. <laughs> I'm not mean to now that I think about it, I don't think I've seen a commercial at 2 a.m. Uh, I'm seeing now a hundred and eight. No. Now that's what I call music 77. It was released on January 29, 2021. So we're at 77. 77. How many of those do you, do you think they release a year? It's a couple. <laughs> 77. All right. And they, they didn't exist before we were born, I'm pretty sure. I remember that now that's what I call music original. The first one was released in 1998. Yeah. So. That's yeah. quite the run. They're pumping them out. Were you a kids' bop person? Uh, I was not. That was full trash. I was Radio Disney or not at all. Well, kids' bop, I didn't know. I bought the CD because I liked the music. The first CD of this first kids' bop CD I bought, I had no idea it was kids singing the song. No <laughs> oh, idea. Yeah. I remember, I remember, like, this is like 11 year old Matt was so pissed off. I don't even know what song it was. It was probably like, I'm Blue, Dabu Di Dabu Die. Yeah. I was, yeah, I did not like that. So I think I only bought one Kids Bop CD. And all their like parental controlled like versions of the song were just awful. I mean, to be expected, but still, it's children singing like a song that's supposed to be like dirty, but now it's not because children are singing it. Like, I'm sure there's a Kids Bop like lollipop. Like that's got to be out there, and like, like, do they just change ninety eight percent of the song, or do you think they like? I'm pretty sure. 
I'm in love with a stripper as I'm in love with a dancer. I believe it. Love with the dancer. Well, she's fully clothed. <laughs> I'm in love with a dancer. I believe it. Those albums are okay. Great. Sorry, I got we got way off because of your professionalism. <laughs> we were professional for maybe 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I think that's exactly how this was supposed to go. Okay. Exactly. So the Arlington Heights Bears. <laughs> <laughs> bears, exactly. I let me just start by saying I'm totally on board with the move. I love Soldier Field. I love the iconic status that comes with Soldier Field. I love that it's on the lakefront. I think the location is awesome. I think the Bears as a franchise make really dumb decisions. Example being having this iconic stadium that you want to keep understandable, but adding an addition on it that you lose seats. Who approved that? Who's the, like, you know, you know how we can make more money if less people are in here. The bears have, I, I'm pretty sure it's the smallest stadium in the NFL. I think it is. I think the Raiders used to be the smallest when they played at the Coliseum, and I they they definitely didn't build a small stadium. I don't know what what else. I mean, maybe, I think maybe Jacksonville has a small stadium, but what do the Bears hold 67,000? That's yeah. crazy for how, how much of a Bears crazed town Chicago is to have a stadium that only seats sixty thousand people. I mean, the Bears are a greedy franchise, but if they had you know, 25 to 30,000 more people that could go to the game every week, it would still sell out. Soldier Field, 61,500. Does that sound right? That sounds a little low, but I mean, yeah, it's in the 60s. It's definitely in the 60s. The smallest stadium in the NFL is Soldier Field with a capacity of 61,500. Which just doesn't make sense. I mean, if you want to know why Bears fans travel so well, it's probably because they can't get a seat to the home games. we got to go get them somewhere else. You know, Lambeau is almost 82. I, I think that's like the sweet spot. I think that the teams that like do like the 90 and 100 seat, like that's – could we fill it? Sure. But I think the sweet spot is is in somewhere in the 80s there, you know, 80, 84 to 87,000, which is totally doable. And Arlington Heights, it's already got the – there's enough land there from just Arlington Park where just put, put the stadium right there. It would compete with all these other amazing stadiums that are being built. Like Atlanta Stadium is awesome. The Raiders Stadium is awesome. The – Ram Stadium is like super cool. Like all these like brand new state of the art stadiums. Like why doesn't Chicago have one of those? No, we have Soldier Field with the awesome columns with a spaceship on top of it. Like that's <laughs> I don't know. The, the the only issue is like if they could. I'm totally on board for them building a retractable roof stadium. Yeah. Like I don't want it to be a dome, but retractable roof I'm down for. And then we can have a Super Bowl here. I'm surprised they haven't tried that already. With the have way Super Bowl? Like Chicago, well, not only that, but just with the way the weather is in Chicago, how they haven't already thought about putting a retractable roof on it. Because, I mean, there's some home games in, you know, end of November that are like four degrees. 
So. Yeah, and I don't care how tough you are, how much of that's football weather, that's Chicago Bears weather. No, single digits, nobody's enjoying themselves. There's no advantage to any team when it's four degrees out. Yeah. I mean, the perfect example is we've played the Packers in some of those bitter, bitter cold games, and you'd think they'd have just as much of an advantage as, as the Bears would being cold yeah. weather outdoor stadium. But yeah, that's the I, I'm totally on board with it. I really think that they should do a retractable roof. I think it's it would make it easier to get in and out of the games. Anybody who's been to a Bears game, you just have to commit to it takes two hours to get out at least, right? Like that's you go there, you tailgate. Well, essentially one way in, one way out, which is extremely right. one way in, one way out. And but the 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 main issue there is like when you're going to a Bears game, not that this is a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing for me. But for like somebody who's trying to take like a family of four to a Bears game, you get there, you tailgate, you go to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's a noon kickoff. Games for three three and a half hours. Now you're out of there at three thirty, and then you don't get out of there till six. <laughs> Right, you don't get out until six, and now then you drive an hour home, and now it's seven, and so then you from seven to seven, you were at the Bears game. So for like, so like I said, for me, that's totally fine. But there, I can understand why it's not appealing to a lot of families that like you're committing a whole day if you're going to a Bears game, and it it doesn't have to be like that. You know, like if you could if you could get in and out, I mean, if you, if you could commit a five hour window instead of a ten hour window, twelve hour window. Like that's much much that's that's doable for for people but i i mean i love soldier field i love going and obviously soldier field will still exist you know i, I guarantee they'll play some preseason games there i bet you like you know every anniversary there'll be a bears packers game at soldier field kind of an iconic thing there's oh, different concerts and stuff i mean yeah i mean i if, if i'm being honest i think the Chicago fire might move back into soldier fields full time. Like that's probably yeah. not that Toyota Park or it's not Toyota Park. That's I'm, I haven't lived this here in a while. Is it SeatGeek stadium now? Yeah. Stub hub. Which one is it? One of those, right? One of them. Seat might be SeatGeek. It was. I was point. there with Toyota. Right. And it was like a torrential downpour. We showed up fire scored one goal. We left immediately. They won one nothing, and I was like, "This was fun." <laughs> we literally walked in. I had chicken tenders under my like poncho. They were soaking wet. Um, the beer was overflowing because it had filled up with water, and the beer was pouring out the sides. And I was like, "Uh, this stinks." And then they scored a goal, and I was like, "Oh, we can go home now." And everybody's like, "Yeah, I think we can go home." Like they scored, and how many times do you go to a soccer game and nobody scores? So I was like, "Oh, they hit one goal. Let's just go home." Let's beat the traffic. <laughs> Let's just uh, get out of here. They won one nothing. I saw the Chicago Fire win. So there you go. Uh, that's a really good excuse. Let's beat the traffic. There's no traffic getting out of Chicago Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I selfishly want the Bears to go to Arlington Heights because I don't really like driving around Soldier Field. I think it's a nightmare. Well, yeah, the driving part's a nightmare. But that's no, but the people who are arguing for it. I feel like if, you're, if your main argument is 
the driving there it's it's very valid but it's like i also understand if people are being like if that's your main reason that's kind of a crappy reason i i definitely understand that that point of view because there are people who think like moving off the lakefront is is a huge mistake yeah i i don't think the bears will lose any attendance i think they'll only gain attendance if they go to arlington heights and that rumor that the, the city of Chicago won't let the Bears move, yeah, right, they won't. Yeah. Like, it was also no. like um, they were saying that the Bears are only threatening to move so they can get a better deal at Soldier Field or something like that. Lori Lightfoot was complaining already, and she's like, you guys need to be more concerned with playing past, um, like, you know, January or whatever. And I was like, who cares? Like, but the team looks to be on the up and up. Now's the time to move. All right. The Bears are like a top five franchise in, in terms of uh, value, right? Like they're, they're worth, we're like 3 billion, 4 billion. Yeah. And that's without owning their own stadium. Like the, the Bears, a, a top tier team in the NFL, not competitively, but just like every, every other version, charter franchise, major market they don't own their own stadium which is i'm sure the mccaskies are the being the cheap people that they are or like oh this is a great idea we don't have to spend money to build our own stadium we'll just rent it from the park district it's like really and then they see like the cowboys and the falcons and the and the rams who have these awesome stadiums and they can host final fours and they can do all these things. And it's just money in their pocket. And I just don't understand why, why the heck they ever decided to not own their own stadium, but it is what I always found like funny. It's like, they're always putting themselves in a position to not spend money because they don't want to spend money, but then they're also putting themselves in a position where they aren't putting themselves in a position to make more money. So it's like we want to keep the pile of money that we have, but we also aren't doing anything to bring in more money. Right. They're, they're the people who are scared to invest, so they just put cash in their mattress. And it's like, sure, you always have that cash in your mattress, but the person who took that cash from their mattress and actually invested it in things is now, like, super rich, and you're just the creepy, musty-smelling cat lady with cash in her mattress. Correct. The ketchup on hot dogs people. Means nothing to me because I don't have anything on hot dogs, but that made sense. I went I went musty old woman with cat with cash in her mattress, and you went ketchup on hot dogs. <laughs> Both right. terrible. Was you, my main point. This is my fourth podcast in your twelfth. Like you can definitely tell that. <laughs> your analogies are slipping. You're telling me that I don't episode 12 i don't get to have catchphrases <laughs> your point is your point my friend is like ketchup on a hot dog <laughs> i would say pointless i think you should just like kind of turn it into you're being a real ketchup person right now i think it should i think it should be more like a personal attack at somebody okay but i don't think i, like I believe it believe there so i think I think if you're a condiment person, I think you could name any condiment and tell a person you're being a real fill-in-the-condiment person right now, and it sounds offensive. You're being a real... Tartar sauce guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's not... 
There's none that are a good one. Well, I don't need anything on burgers, so I can use everything but meat and cheese as an insult. You're a real grilled onions on my chili cheese dog, bud. Do you want all the listeners to like know about your eating habits? Because I wouldn't if I were you. I would like. I want them to pity me that every episode is a gift because nobody knows how long I'll live. <laughs> so you could be listening to Len's last episode anytime you listen. <laughs> I think that's how you market things. Now that's what I call Len. Just eat something else. Seventy-seven. Just try it. <laughs> We're at way more than 77 if that's what <laughs> I don't even think I eat 77 foods. Now that's now that's what I call music. They might release two, three, four a year, but people tell you that way more than that. We're way past 77. Do you think I mean this is the like scenario that the Bears have moved to Arlington Nice? Do you think they're changing the name? No, right? They can still be the no, Chicago no, 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 no. Heights. Everybody's freaking out about the Arlington Heights Bears sound stupid. It's like, well, they don't have to change the name. You no, I think the city of Chicago is, the, I mean, is that what they're threatening? If the Bears leave, they don't get to take the name Chicago. It's like, who, did Chicago give permission for the Bears to use that? I don't think that's how it works. I could call myself Chicago Matt when I live in California. <laughs> can you make myself an LLC, call it Chicago Matt. It's like, it, you can just... The- Bears go get Arlington Heights own Jimmy Garoppolo. I was thinking that. I'm never not thinking about it. But I mean, he's going to make a good backup for Fields because he ain't going to be a starter here. I think he's been on borrowed time in San Fran regardless. But we're full steam ahead on Justin Fields. Andy Dalton is merely the backup quarterback. Despite what Nagy says, it doesn't matter. He can go back and forth all he wants. I, I didn't commit to this. I did commit to this. Blah blah blah. blah. I would say no. The Andy Dalton start. Thanks. He's a hundred percent committed that Andy Dalton is the starter. Justin Fields is the backup. Nick Foles just forgotten about. He's still on the roster. <laughs> he is. I, I I love it every time Matt talks about the depth chart. He throws Foles in there, and it's just like. We get it. He's a nice guy, but I think he would understand if you didn't talk about him either because I it can't feel good for him to hear he's third on the depth chart every time Justin Fields is brought up because every time Fields is brought up, it's like, and Nick Foles is third on the depth chart. Nick Foles is probably just happy he's getting paid and hoping that everybody forgets. It's like, I'll just... I think he's been, he's been like that for years. And then y'all can fight over whatever. I'm getting paid either way. That offensive line is not good. I don't like being tackled. I'm getting millions. Thank you. I mean, when you sign a hundred plus million dollar deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm pretty sure that's your approach. It's just like, I'm just happy to collect a paycheck. Well, he got, he signed with Jacksonville and then he got hurt. I think the first game and then it was Garner Minshew, baby. <laughs> I don't think it was the first game. It was within the first four, but it, I don't think it was the first game. Was it the first game? Maybe it was. I'm sure it was the first game. What a sweet gig. Just, you know. The ultimate relief pitcher. I think he broke his collarbone the first game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he definitely broke a collarbone. I I wasn't thinking it was the first game, though, but you're you're probably right. Yeah. Oh, uh, about the naming of it, though. It's going to be the Chicago Bears because no team plays in their – like, not no. I shouldn't say no. The Jets and Giants play in New Jersey – 
the Patriots play in Foxborough. The Cowboys play in Fort Worth, I think. Yeah, well, that was always my point. It was like, I mean, other teams in that league are have a name and they're playing in somewhere else. Yeah, and it's, it's, not, like they're, it's, it's not like they're moving to Springfield, right? It's like they're moving to a suburb of Chicago. Right. It's the same thing. Everybody on Twitter, Arlington Heights Bears sounds stupid. It does sound stupid. That's why they won't be called that. I mean, if you're going to Twitter for your information on sports, that's a – I disagree with that. Twitter for information, BuzzFeed for news. Oh. You know that. You would have been a National Enquirer subscriber for sure. Would have been. <laughs> I have a payment coming up on the 19th. <laughs> I'm the only one keeping them in business still. National Geographic comes on Tuesdays. My highlights come on the third Monday, I believe. So you just circle the, the slurk, look and search, that's what it's called, search and look. Shout out to highlights. Those puzzles are getting harder. They used to take me a couple minutes. Now it's like two, three hours. Good on them. They're really pushing those out lately. And the listeners have no idea whether I'm telling the truth. Highlights will never go out of business because doctor's offices will never go out of business. Just obscure um, tennis magazines and business inquiries. All right. This is what (laughs) tennis magazine. That's what it is always there. Um, I I just want, this is also, I'm going to, we're going to do a little public service announcement. Now our listeners, our listeners might be still doing the highlights like searching thing, searching game. What is it called? You get subscription. Hide and seek, search and find. <laughs> yeah. Know. All right. Everybody knows what we're talking about. The only reason you look at a highlights magazine, right, is for that. that. Right. If you're still using it, stop circling it. If you are not using them anymore, but you're planning on having children, you need to teach them not to circle the thing they find in a highlight. You're ruining it for literally every other kid in that doctor's office, and it's not an okay move. So unless you want to become just, a social Just like look at it, mentally be like, I found that, move on. You can put a little dot next to the thing you found, or sure, I don't know. Yeah. Don't circle. Well, you, you go in there, you're already sick, and you're like, oh, well, at least I get to look at this highlight magazine. And then all the puzzles are done. The best, the best was when it wasn't. You just, I think I was at the point where I assumed it was they were all circled. And then when you would open one and it wasn't, it was like, let's go. Get McDonald's on the way home. Well, that feels wrong. That's not wrong. If you, if you go to the doctor, you go to the dentist or something, and you come back with McDonald's at lunchtime, mom drops you off with a bag of McDonald's. That was like, you were king for a day. There was a really good shake place next to my dentist, and we always had to wait for counting down because of the fluoride. You know, you can't eat for an hour and a half. We're just looking at the clock, waiting to get our milkshake. So, yeah, I guess I can relate to that a little bit. Well, I had cavities all the time. I mean, I was just eating candy 24-7. Lizzie has no idea what Novocaine is. She's like, I've never had it, never will. I'm not a loser. I was like, really? They don't just give it to you every time you're in there? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they give it to me in the lobby because they know I'm going to need it. Yeah. 
they'd book me two weeks through three weeks out and be like, Hey, so we don't have any more Novocaine. We need you to reschedule. <laughs> I, I know your ass is coming here. I need all the Novocaine in this joint. They're like, Ooh, double digits. And I was like, okay, that that's down from last time. Right. And they're like, no, I'm like, oh, okay. I just won't eat for a week. Or you go to the dentist, like, twice in the same week because they're like okay that was the left side now you got to come back in three days for the right side i don't I know say, this is this is less of a candy problem and more of a brushing your teeth problem <laughs> it sounds like no i think it was majority of the candy <laughs> unless you brush your teeth and just immediately have a reese's pieces or something or you brush your teeth with the reese's <laughs> cut out the middle man i know what's i know what's yeah, you just get you always have a mcflurry sitting next to your sink and you just dip it right <laughs> there and then start brushing around the other side of the mcflurry spoon that's what it's for isn't it i don't like the taste of colgate <laughs> immediately brush your teeth drink a cup of oj everybody knows that that's rule one if you're a serial killer shout out to all the serial killers listening <laughs> you're on the wrong podcast you think there's serial, serial killers? <laughs> Are there serial killers that listen to serial? There has to be. Maybe. Like ones that aren't caught? They're probably getting off listening to all these stories. Yeah, getting tips and stuff. That's why professional like sports people, ESPN, they're all tuning into my podcast, see what see what Len's talking about, and then they just piggyback on all of our ideas. Like who started uh, hating on A-Rod first? Us. No refuses to admit they hate right? A-Rod? ESPN. I, I don't, I, if the, if he doesn't leave the booth, I'm not saying they need to do it mid-year. I'm saying they do. <laughs> I think we would all prefer. Mid-segment. ESPN doesn't have any rights to playoff games or anything, do they? No, that's Because I, I just, I'll guarantee the, if, he, if they do, the White Sox will be the ESPN series <laughs> for four games. What he's looking to do here is not strike out. Thanks, Alex. You're a goddamn genius. God, I. Every time he talks. So with a runner on second, uh, the batter's looking to bring him in. Hmm. I'm gonna write that down. Did you hear that he thought it was just a coincidence that the week that they cracked down on the pitchers and the spider tax stuff, that the batting averages went up, and he's like, "No, that's just a coincidence." <laughs> <laughs> how, how can you have this take? Well, A-Rod was juicing, so he, he, he's trying to stay oh. impartial. I mean, I'm oh sure, I'm sure okay. if he's a, he's a hitter, he's always on the side of the hitter. He's probably like, oh, the hitters are just doing better now. But also, if you're a hitter and on the side of the hitter, you should be like, of course the batting average went up. The pitchers are cheating. But I, I think he tries to stay away from any cheating conversation because if he's an intelligent human being, which I – I don't think he is. <laughs> he doesn't ever mention anybody else's cheating ever. Yeah, it's like, did you hear A-Rod's take about cheating? Let Type in A-Rod cheating. <laughs> it, it'll pull up his article. First thing that'll come up is him cheating on J-Lo. That man is just a natural born cheater. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what Jose Canseco claims, that A-Rod cheats on his girlfriend all the time. <laughs> being Jennifer Lopez. How down, how down bad do you have to be to cheat on J-Lo and then watch her go back to Ben Affleck? He has a back tattoo. 
listeners, if you haven't seen this back tattoo, trust me when I tell you, it is atrocious. <laughs> I believe it's a phoenix from what I can tell, and it, it literally is just scribbles. Okay, let's. this is the time. Pause the podcast. We'll wait for you. Go check out the back tattoo. All right, go ahead. Pause it now. And we're back. Thanks. That was... Uh, it's atrocious, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's rough. There's like nine colors on his back, none of which are the color of the phoenix. <laughs> but I digress. He's Batman, so I have to give him some type of credit. That's why he wears the all black, maybe, <laughs> to cover that stupid-ass tattoo. Makes sense. Who do you think talked him into it? Alfred? Alfred seems like a dirty dog. He's like, yeah, get a phoenix. That's real intimidating. But whatever. Do the what you call it? Do the White Sox still have that fan who wears like the the Batman like mask or whatever? And he has like the socks hanging off of it. Or am I making that up? That guy exists. I I can't say I know what you're talking about. Pretty sure it was the White Sox, but whatever. Maybe it's Nick Madrigal since he has nothing else to do. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Well, that's not a great thing to say about somebody who has a season-ending injury. It's not a season-ending injury. It's just this season. So. Wait, excuse me? Can you say that again? It it doesn't specify which season. So. (laughs) Okay, so when somebody has a season-ending injury, you would like them to then change the phrase to, he has a this-season-ending injury. Correct. <laughs> For all the novice baseball fans, so they understand what's going on. Oh my God. How long is the season? <laughs> is it this season or, or, or it's next season? <laughs> no, it's a next season ending injury. <laughs> Two years what ago. Happens, what happens when it's both? What happens when you get Tommy Johns in the middle of the year? Tommy Johns? You put an S on both words? <laughs> no, not both. I realized I put an S on it and I was like, yeah, I'm back in Chicago, baby. This is now Chicago Matt. This isn't California Matt anymore. S is Johns. Do you know when the Bears drafted Justin Fields? I was like, this name could not be more perfect for Bears fans because they can't mispronounce it. Justin, that's a name that every Bears fan knows. And if it, if it was Justin Field, they were that, already going to put the S. That would have been the end. So the fact that there's already an S and it's a pretty standard name, there's it, it's Justin Fields. You can't mess it up. It, the, the, the ultimate litmus test is my dad. I can ask him, what's the name of this Chicago Bears player? Huge Bears fan. Doesn't know anybody's name. <laughs> Justin Fields. And he, he says it without even hesitating. You ask him who the previous quarterback? It's definitely Mitch Trubinsky. Just throw that end right in there. I don't know if my dad knows how to pronounce Trubisky either. He calls him something different every single time. And I was like, well, he's gone now. So hopefully you'll never have to say his name ever again. Trubinsky. I love it. Trubinsky. That uh, Mitch Trubinsky is really going to do us some good there, guy. Mitchell. Mitchie. That's right. Mitchie would have been terrible. Why did you ask me about the, the White Sox? guy with the socks um because i couldn't remember because the cubs are playing the mets and i know the mets have the they're like dark knight like guy or whatever i'm pretty sure where's the batman thing and we're talking about ben affleck who's batman and i was like i could 
pretty sure the White Sox have one. That's like White Sox man or whatever wears the Batman mask. But I might have made that up. Cool idea if any uh, White Sox management's listening. If you guys could uh, steal my idea for free. I don't care. I don't want your team. I would never. And as the White Sox fan, I would suggest don't do it. It's, it's just free money. I'm not wrong. I'm probably I'm not pretty, playing, <laughs> Everybody knows like the bear super fan guy, right? The, the guy who wears the bear arms and has the face painted always. Yeah, the guy who wears like that uh, piece of cheese on his head. God, I want to fight you so much. <laughs> LOL. I'm, gonna say, I'm pretty sure that guy has his own podcast, so you can be famous just for dressing up. <laughs> I can have him on. I'll wear my costume. He wears his costume. We just don't speak for 45 minutes. We just stare at each other. And then one of us goes, wait, audio medium. And then it stops. Classic Len. That was funny. Screw you guys. You know what? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you back on track here. <laughs> I can't let's all be. Talk, let's, talk, let's talk Cubs right now. Good. Um, they are tied for first. And that was talking Cubs. On to the White Sox. <laughs> First of all, everybody says that the NL Central was going to be the worst division, blah, 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 blah. If you looked at the AL Central, um, there's only like two teams that are over 500. So. Okay. Well, you're talking about preseason predictions. If you look at the NL Central and the AL Central, the contenders between the Twins and the Indians, as well as the White Sox, was a much better trio than anybody in the NL Central. Obviously, it hasn't played out that way because the Twins are a dumpster fire for whatever reason, and the Indians only have one person who knows how to hit the ball, and then they had three good pitchers that two of them got injured. So, yeah, that's how that works. But if you're talking when people were saying the NL Central is going to be bad, it's still not good. I mean, it's more competitive. More competitive, right. But the White Sox would still be smoking it in the AL Central, even if those teams were good. I think Cleveland's four and a half back, depending on what they did today. Um, yeah. White Sox best record in baseball as of 617, um, or as of 615, whatever the hell it was. But 43 and 25, um, it's pretty good. Cubs are 38 and 30, five game difference. First of all, you just know because the Cubs have zero luck whatsoever. You know, when the Cubs play the White Sox late August, that that some bitch Eloy is going to be healthy and he's just going to mash balls and the Cubs are just going to look like absolute idiots again. Not that they ever didn't look like idiots, but the man was supposed to be gone. And now they're saying he's coming back. And of course, you know, he was always coming back. He's coming back a little bit sooner than I thought he was going to. I always thought it was going to be late July, early August. What but four, four weeks. From oh, sorry, sorry. I always thought it was going to be, yeah, not like earliest, early August, but I was thinking more like mid August. I misspoke. So I thought it was going to be more like mid August. You'd have like a couple of weeks to get ready before the playoffs. That's what I always thought, but it's, it's, yeah, so he's got like four weeks and then he'll need like a week or so in the minors 
to work five weeks away. Yeah. Four weeks away. I think the White Sox just lost Eaton to the 10 day IL. Or is it IL? Yeah. Injured list. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys are still finding ways to win. So that's good at least. I mean, God, yeah. I don't. If you would have, like, that's, that's the crazy thing. If you would have said, hey, the White Sox are 15 games over 500 or however many we are. Um, and you're missing two of your best hitters for the whole season. Eloy, Louise, now Madrigal. Yeah, and then you tell me that you lose Madrigal, and then you tell me that Adam Engel missed the first two months of the season, and you can tell me that um, <laughs> that Rodon is going to be your best starter, and that Lance Lynn had a 10-day IL stint, and all of these things, it's just like Kopex on the IL. Like, yeah. if you would have told me all these things, I would have said, oh, yeah, we're in third place. The fact we're still winning, and the, the the way we are winning, it's it's um the the guys that you're not expecting getting it done. It's the Larry Garcia's, it's the Danny Mendix, it's it's all these guys that are role players who are it's it's plug and play. They're, these are plug and play guys that are just like they're getting it done. Yeah, great. Like I remember, I like one of our first podcasts. I was. Like really giving it to Jake Lamb, but I don't mind Jake Lamb anymore. He's just, he he can, he's like he's, he doesn't get enough playing time where everything he'll be like really consistent. He's probably like, he's two twenty something batting average, I think. You know, it's it's not he's not terrible. He got timely hitting. Well, what's his name? What's the new guy we just brought up? Goodwin. Brian Goodwin. Brian Goodwin, right? Like mm-hmm. that guy had like five RBIs in his first two games. Yeah, and yeah, you kind of just come up with clutch hit after clutch hit, and it's like these these are the guys you're not expecting to get it done, and they're just getting it done. And I, as much as I mean, I think anybody who listens to this podcast knows I'm not a huge fan of Tony Larusa, but I, I have to give credit where credit's due. It's like it's he's doing something right to get these role player guys to perform on a consistent basis. I, I mean, one of the Tony Larusa things is like he plays all of his bench. Like nobody sits for multiple days and like just is wasted away. Everybody gets like a, a good amount of at bats so they can stay within the game. Unless it's the whatever year all-star game when the uh, all-star game was in St. Louis and Tony LaRusso played every player, but Albert Pujols. <laughs> and he got like a lot of flack for it. I forget what year it was, but Albert think- was literally waiting to get in the game. And he's like, no, like you're one of my players. Like you need rest. And then MLB was like, no, like you can't do that. And he's like, oh, Albert didn't want to play. And they asked Albert and he goes, I wanted to play. And Tony's like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, Shut up. <laughs> I was trying to help you. Well, he's a snake. No David Ross. I'll tell you that. I mean, we can talk shit about our managers all we want, but I, I'm I'm here to give credit where credit is due. I don't want to be the guy that's that's yelling at clouds. Like he, he's doing something because he's got everybody ready to play. Whether he makes the right decision all the time, again he bunted, but he bunted with a you know runner on second, no outs. 
And it just so happened that it, the bunt, it was a bunt error and scored a run. So I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but that's yeah. can't rely on that. I hate the bunt, but it is what it is. Fundamental baseball, baby. Get rid of, but. The bunt is just as important as the home run, Matthew. You know. I would totally disagree with that. <laughs> well, you'd be wrong. It's my podcast. So. <laughs> you, baseball's an untimed game. Baseball's all about timing. <laughs> The only way it's game of inches is what you're trying to say. Um, the only way that the game is that you can have any success in the game is you have 27 outs, and within those 27 outs, you can do as much or as little as you want. And you're giving away one of those outs, one of those outs every time you sack bunt to move a runner over. Now, if we're talking suicide squeeze, I feel like that there's more of a place for that than there is for a sacrifice bunt. A sack fly scores a run, right? That's the that's that's yes, scoring runs good. But just giving up one of your outs is crazy to me. You can move the runner over with a ground ball to second base the same way you can bunt. A ground ball to second base has a chance to get through a bunt you're out most of the time. Now, obviously, there are rare occasions where you're safe, but you're typically not bunting for a hit. You're bunt that's totally different to bunt for a hit than to bunt a sacrifice bunt. It just, like, there's, it doesn't make sense. That's, that's essentially like you're, you're trying to make a comeback in a basketball game. And the coach is like, you know what? Just take, just take five minutes off the clock. No, take three minutes off the clock. We don't want it. Just take three minutes off. How dare you? There was a place for bunting in this baseball game, sir. Okay. Now if we're talking national league, Pitcher batting ninth, yeah, there's a place for a bunt there. That makes way more sense. But bunting with, bunting with any other like position player that's that's a hitter. No, I'm not sure. I guess for you, you're watching American League baseball. So when you watch a bunt, you're like, dude, you have nine hitters. Like, what are you doing? Where's a pitcher, a pitcher bunting? I'm totally on board with a pitcher bunting. Not in every situation, but I'm more on board with it. And I'm not saying I'm not saying take bunts out of the game. That doesn't make sense. There's a place for bunting, but it's not in a two-run game or a one-run game where you want to score that run, so you got to bunt somebody over because you can move runners with swinging the bat. And maybe that's more of a testament to like it's a he's worried about strikeouts now. I think he's just old school, and but I'm not going to complain. Credit where credit is due. White Sox are good. Let's go one more controversy, like one more past what we were already talking about. How do you feel about when the pitcher's in the box, if the pitcher, like if the manager says, don't swing at anything? Like you take all three strikes right down the middle, you don't do anything. How often does that happen? Again, I watch way more American League Baseball than I do National League Baseball. Does that happen that often? I think it's happening more this season because so many players are getting hurt. So this is I like they're essentially telling the, telling the pitcher, yeah, to not swing for contact almost if, you know, like they're not going to tell DeGrom not to do it, but maybe now they will. I mean, he hasn't pitched like more than three, four innings in the last like month and a half or something, but he has, he's driven in more runs than he's given up. But I think they're probably now going to be like, we don't want you on base. 
like at one point David Ross told Hendricks, like, don't like don't swing it at any of these pitches. There was a guy on first and he's like, if you strike out, that's one out. If you ground out, that's two outs. So Hendricks never so, let the bat leave his shoulder. He literally just watched three pitches essentially and walked away. I think that's a little different. If you're worried about your pitcher grounding out into a double play, I think there's a difference between no. So that's the place to bunt. If you, if you're going to tell him to go up there and stand there and you, and you don't want to, him to ground into a double play, then he bunts, right? That feels very doable. I would also tell Jason Hayward to bunt because every time he bats, it's two outs. So I, I'd like him to do the pitching approach where he either bunts or he never swings the bat. But what happened to him? Remember when he was coming up with the Braves, the ball used to jump off his bat. And man, was he good when he played those like 60, 70 games with the Cardinals. And then all of a sudden he puts on our jersey and he can only catch a ball. He can't do anything on the other side. He, he has one good pep talk on his on the back of his uh, top baseball card. So that's like a hundred million dollar pep talk. I think you guys paid like over hundred million yeah. for for one speech. You have another two years with him. So. You know what that speech was about? Do I know? Yeah, I don't think he's told anybody. There's a there's a rumor out there that holds some weight that it was essentially. F Joe Madden, like, because he put him in a shitty situation. Yeah. So it's like, screw this guy. Let's go out there and win it for us. There's, there's like talk that that's what the. I mean, in that moment, I'm probably having the same conversation. Like, if I'm, yeah. him, I'm probably thinking that. If I'm Lester, I'm probably saying it. If I'm Chapman, when, whenever I'm done crying, I'm thinking it or saying it. I mean, that was the easiest game that they almost lost. And when I re- and when I rewatch it, all I do is look at the moments where Madden screwed up. There's a lot. Game six and game seven. Well, they won that game despite him, 100. percent Yeah. Oh yeah, but that was the beginning of the end, right? Like that. Like if you're if you're one of your leaders on your team is giving a screw the coach speech in the World Series to try to win it. He, he was playing chess when everybody else was standing up waiting to like shake our hand. Like, dude, we already won. He's like, no, no, no. I got, I got moves left. Just literally let it play out. I, I would got- say it was more, it was as much lack of moves as it was moves in that game seven. I, I too many moves. Didn't he just leave Chapman? in? Like, isn't that the big mistake? Cause it's like he left Chapman in. Well, yeah. So I guess it, it could be both. Hendricks was rolling. He pulls Hendricks. To bring right. Lester with a guy on. That was Which the whole the whole thing was Get him a clean inning. you have to bring him in, in a clean inning. Right. That was the whole thing. Right. That was stupid. And then so he pulls Kyle too early. And then he puts Chapman in. After he gives up the home run, he has Chapman go back out there. Like if you're a rolled as Chapman, I'm looking at you like, okay, like you just got banged up. You just gave up the tying run, like. Go get me three more outs. What are you thinking? Screw you. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, there was, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's the lack of move I was thinking of was leaving Chapman in. I remember that. But also, wasn't he, he was trying to get a six out save? 
Five out save? Uh, five out, yeah. He only, he only went to the bullpen um, a couple of times in the whole, like, World Series, and I'm pretty sure the ball only went to, like, four different guys. It was the starter, and then he only trusted a select, like, three guys. That was yeah. my biggest issue. Chapman, uh, he did a – what's his – the sk- tall, skinny guy, Carl Edwards? Carl Edwards Jr. and Mike Montgomery was the one who got the save. Mike Montgomery. But Carl Edwards went two outs, and then he pulled him for Montgomery, which probably was a good move. But yeah, yeah, that guy—he's terrible now. Who, who's he's on somewhere in the Central? Where does who team is Toronto? He on? Oh, Toronto. That's right. We just played Toronto. I was thinking it was when we played Detroit, but it was the series yeah. before. Yeah, he's on Toronto. Do you think if you had, let's say, a, a year of prep time, which professional sport do you think you'd be able to play? A year of prep time, mm-hmm. me personally. Yeah. Uh, that I could. I think. Is it two different answers? If I say you personally, or just in general, what's the easiest sport? If you I absolutely think so because I I'm a good enough golfer where if I had a Golf's year. Not a sport, so you got to get rid of that one. It's very much a sport. Yeah. We can, have, we can have this conversation of what's a sport, what's not a sport. That we could have that one too. But golf is a sport. And I could, I'm a good enough golfer where a year of work of doing nothing else but golfing, I could, I, f- I feel as if I could make it in some professional capacity, which is a crazy, crazy thing because I also think that golfers are the best at their sport, like compared to anybody who plays it, if that makes sense. Like I'm saying, the difference between you who's not a golfer and a professional golfer is way more like this is listen to this is gonna is way more of a difference than you and Kareem Abdul-Jabari Kirk Heinrich I'm just trying to say like ooh you flatter me I'm exactly like Kirk Heinrich you can print that on a t-shirt but I'm saying like the difference between you and Kirk Heinrich and you and Webb Simpson Made up name, first of all, and for everybody listening. Sounds made up. I was trying to think of the most middle of the road person I could think of. They make good iced tea. Golf players, I think. Golf players? Yeah. Arnold Palmer. Have you never heard of him? <laughs> Professional golf player much? That's one of my favorite ESPN commercials is when Arnold Palmer is in the ESPN lunchroom and is between the iced tea and the lemonade. <laughs> Gilmore, Bob Barker. I mean, you didn't even name any of the popular ones. But Shooter. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. You're saying jackass. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, for me, I think I have the best chance of being a golfer because you don't have to be in that good of shape. So <laughs> to transform my body within a year, I can already, my, my like distance is already tour average. Like I hit my clubs as far as tour average, I'm not saying now the big hitters, they obviously hit it further than I do, but if we're just talking out of the 200 people on tour, I don't know how many people are on tour. It sounds like 200 feels like the right number. I already hit it as far as they do, if not further. 
So yeah, I got some things. Just got if I had a year, I think I could do it. But now, if the question is the easiest sport, like for an for an average person to do, yeah. So it's like I mean, I feel like I can check ones off before. Like if we talk just the four major sports, like basketball, there is a height requirement. Now I know like, that like if I'm like seven five tall, three, the sport for me is basketball. Right. That's all turn around from the hoop. <laughs> but as an average height human being, you have to be a freak of nature athletically to make it as a basketball player. Or a Looney Tune. Same thing. Freak of nature athletically. <laughs> you seen Roadrunner and Taz? Um, no. So yeah, that one doesn't, that one's out. And then hockey, you have to be able to skate and you have to have amazing hand-eye coordination. So, like most people are out, you can't learn to do that in a year. Right. You can get to baseball, and it's like again, crazy hand-eye coordination. Now, if, if you were like, could you, could you, as like an, a super unathletic person, learn to play a quality left field in the major leagues within a year? I, I think you could do it. <laughs> I think you could. Yeah. Now. Is that a poor excuse for Eli Jimenez, who's been in the league for three years, to not be able to play a quality left field? I would say yes. But so then you cross that one off. And then football, there's a size requirement as far as physically. So if you don't have a solid foundation and you have to only train for a year, but like there is a part of football that's just like if you can just like be in the right spot and make a tackle, you could probably play it. But you have to have you can't be 180 pounds. And well, if, I, if I had a year for football, I'd just get real fat. Lineman. <laughs> You're not tall enough to be a lineman. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying if I had a year to just give up <laughs> football. <laughs> I think it would be well, how how much weight are you talking about? You're trying to be 300 pounds? You're trying to be like your your five nine self and and 300 pounds that's not movable <laughs> <laughs> like a little like a little bowling ball yeah you, your job would be to create the pile like there's a, there's a thing for defensive alignment as soon as you start getting pushed back you just like f- collapse and create a pile that would be your job <laughs> just take them out at the, at the knees yeah so we're essentially down to golf and soccer <laughs> Soccer is no, you don't have the footwork. Like the, the footwork is the, like, we have, if we're doing this, we have to get into obscure sports. Like I know everybody's listening to this is like, say curling, say curling. And it's like, yes, we know that like curling is a practice sport, right? So it, that's what it has to be. It has to be a sport that you can practice a skill to get better at. Like, like golf is actually a pretty, a pretty decent example. You don't have to be a freak of nature athletically. You just have to practice the skill. And then there's obviously more factors that go into it, but like if you practice the skill enough, you can be decent at it. And so those are the kind of sports. So it's like the sports that require the least amount of at least amount of athleticism is probably it. So the answer is probably golf. Oh, not even close. No way. Golf is not golf is the answer for me as a decent golfer that I am. You could not learn to be a professional golfer in a year. Yeah, but you, we just crossed off everything else. <laughs> you could take 10 years, Len, and not be a professional golfer. You know what? Cheerleading. Do you know what I think that – no, you, you know, same thing. Unless you're, you want to be a flyer, you want to be the one on top. 
I'm way past flying days. <laughs> <laughs> I am firmly at base, if anything. <laughs> You're way closer to I a defensive roller, lineman than you are to a flyer. <laughs> That's good. That's the name of the episode. A thrower, no longer a shower. <laughs> do you consider do you consider bowling a sport? I could get good at bowling. If you I could get, you could get good at bowling within a year. A hundred percent. I will accept in this order. Cheerleading, obviously. Bowling, then stupid golf. Wait, can I know this is a podcast, but can I see your, your spirit fingers just to make sure you have what it takes? No, I'm not giving it away for free. Yeah, see, that's that's not the right attitude. To be I, I have a year to, to learn spirit fingers. There's some, if there's a cheerleader listening to this, they're probably so mad at you right now. No, they're not. I call cheerleading a sport. They're, they're Oh, that's true. That's true. You did. <laughs> They've never been happier in their entire lives. Yeah, sport or activity. We should play that game. Yikes. That is for a more controversial episode. But now that we've talked about random sports, you're welcome. Um, let's do some random sport trivia. Because I was too lazy to pick a specific sport. So there you go. Hold on. Let me ask you one question I just thought of before. That was just a pre-warm-up. I, I did spirit fingers into the camera. It's, it's a golf and bowling question. What do you think is more challenging? To get a hole-in-one in golf or to... Bull, roll a, to bowl a 300 in bowling what do i think is more difficult yeah you as a person who does neither well uh, i think hole in one is more hole in one is more difficult probably so getting 12 strikes in a row is easier or is, is yeah is 12 strikes in a row is easier than getting a hole in one probably see i I very much, I disagree. And I'm a decent bowler and a decent golfer. We're talking bumpers though, right? <laughs> Naturally. And a six pound ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to get your take on that. That's, we could talk more about that. That's not but, even a hot take. I could bowl 300 right now if you give me a year and I bowl every single day and it adds up to 300. Yes, you could. Yes, I could. That's all I needed to hear. I'm going to edit the part where I include everything else, and it's just going to be, I could bowl 300, and then your part goes, yes, you could. Nailed it. It's what I went to journalism school for. <laughs> I think if you got bowled every day for a year and had like and actually took it seriously, you would, you would get close to a 300. I bowled once a week for two years, and I have a 289 game. Like, it's, you just have to do it. Just do professional cornholio. I mean... That I actually do think I, I, I don't think I even have to train for a year. Like, let's go right now. I could do it right now. Curl a couple of high lives on my new Nick Broach bagboard business boards. You're welcome. Shout out to episode 11. <laughs> he gets two cents every time I mention it. Let's do some trivia. And then go home. Are you ready? Yes. What's the diameter of a basketball hoop in inches? <laughs> Good luck. Uh, do I have to get it exact? Um, well, if you get it close, I'll tell you. Uh, it's 
I can do this. That's 50, 59 inches. Minus 41. Diameter of a basketball hoop is 18 inches. What? That's what it says. Oh, okay. Okay, so two basketballs can fit side by side. And a basketball is 29 and a half inches round. So I did 29 and a half plus 29 and a half, but that's not the diameter. Correct. That's the circumference of it. That's right. really bad math. I want the listeners to forgive me. Normally I'm better at trivia than this. <laughs> 18 inches. I could have gotten there if I really did some math. I would have needed a pen and paper, but I could have done it. I would have accepted as well three lens, but that's fine. Three Question. what? What? Disgusting. Question two. It's a family podcast. <laughs> Still hate a lot. I'm going to lob this one up to you. The Olympics are held every how many years? Four. Good for you. It's like technically every, it's two years if you count the winter and summer separately, but. Right. I thought you were going to do the thing where no matter what I said, you would say wrong. <laughs> you could have been either way. What do you call it when a bowler makes three strikes in a row? That's kind of funny that we brought up bowling. Uh, turkey. That is turkey. What's four in a row? Mr. Monroe is a gobble gobble, obviously. I'm trying to trick you. Hambone. Hambone? Hambone. Hambone. To my knowledge. So I just have to hambone three times. That's 300. <laughs> Kill it. What is the national sport of Canada? It's got to be hockey. I'm not overthinking it, am I? It is lacrosse. Is it really? Yeah. Gotcha. It's not moose. Okay. I'm going to need your source on that. Can I have an MLA format, please? Um, whoever the prime minister of Canada is, um, there's a photo of him playing lacrosse, and it says the national sport of Canada. So right from the source. That's, that means literally nothing. How dare you? Just because they have Mounties as police officers, you think that they're not real? <laughs> I know, that's because their bacon sucks. <laughs> Question five. Their bacon is ham. Ham bone. Four strikes in a row. Callback. How many dimples does the average golf ball have? Oh, my God, I have no idea. Um, wow. Wants to be a professional golfer, ladies and gentlemen. Can't tell me how many dots on the ball. I'll say 108. I just like that number. Well, because of the, the Cubs? Screw you, man. 336. <laughs> I could have never. Oh, wow. This is I like this. I like actually like getting some wrong. I feel like I haven't got one wrong until this <laughs> episode four. All right. This is humbling me. I needed this. I needed this. We all needed you to be humbled. It was it was getting yeah. unconscious. My head barely fits on the Zoom screen. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Doesn't count as a question, though. No. The Triple Crown Award is given to a horse that wins what three races? The Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, and the Preakness. Correct. Who has won more tennis, tennis Grand Slam titles, Venus or Serena? Serena. 
Karina, 23 to 7. Yeah. You could have just asked that in general. She has the most of all time, doesn't she? Uh, probably. It's better than her sister by almost uh, three times. Yeah, definitely. Which sporting event is held every year on Memorial Day? If you're thinking that's not a sport, technically it is. What sport is held every year on Memorial Day? Yeah. Am I going to kick myself? Should I know this? I mean... Okay, Memorial Day is in May? It makes you feel pretty wonky, probably. That's a clue? That was a clue. <laughs> I don't want clues. I'll ask for clues if I want it. <laughs> makes me feel pretty wonky. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> That's an inside joke. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. It's only held once a year? Um, yeah. Which sporting event is held every year on, on Memorial Day? Is it the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? <laughs> uh, no, that's, is that 4th of July? That's where, yeah, that's, that's, it's yeah. either, I think maybe it's the 3rd of July. Yeah. Okay. So is it, am I in the right realm with, with that thought? Um, well, if we're talking obscure sports, I'd like to change my answer. I could eat all, a bunch of hot dogs, so. No, you couldn't. <laughs> 11 and 11, but whatever. 11, 11 and nine innings. Yes, you did. But the record's 73. <laughs> In 10 minutes. I'll get my pitcher of water. Called. They only get 10 minutes. Did you say the Indianapolis 500? Oh, I did not. Okay, that totally makes sense. I, was, I did not go to, yeah, I don't really consider driving a sport. Driving a sport, but. I don't think it's, I don't know where it fits because it's also not an activity. So that's a weird one for me. Obscure. What was the wonky <laughs> clue? That more threw me off and it helped me. Oh, that's right. I looked over at Lizzie and she's like, I knew that one. Like, yeah, you only know it because of the video. <laughs> but I digress. In which winter sport are the terms tailfish and mule kick used? Stalefish and mule kick? Yeah, it's a winter sport. Curling? Snowboarding. The mule kick feels like what they would have done when they push off of the block on ice. I was thinking maybe you were going to think like skateboarding, like, oh, snowboarding. No, the mule kick is what throws me off. What's the other one? Stalefish? That sounds like a skateboarding thing. So I, I think thinking a winter sport. I was just thinking skeleton. Got a hold on. <laughs> Big luge fans. <laughs> I could luge. If we, if we think just what Olympic sport could we do? A different episode? Okay. You want to know? Here. Here's how I know you can't luge. Lay down and just hold your heels off the ground for 30 seconds without putting them down. You can't do that. Why, being, why am I being punished? <laughs> you can't luge. Yeah. So this question, if you get it right, you'll have five out of ten. Embarrassing. That's not good. 
Which country won the first Women's World Cup? The first? Can I have a year? No. So I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, Are you Tommy Scum? I mean, it was in the 90s, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. US of A, baby. And I'm proud to be an American. The U.S. of A. For five out of ten. That's a failing grade if you're a teacher. My school doesn't get grades. For a half smiley face. Well. That was a shot at you, of course. I would like to, I'd like to protest some of those questions. Well, that's too bad. Uh, get your own podcast. <laughs> 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 There's no rules. <laughs> For those of you listening, Trivial Arguments number two will <laughs> next week with yours truly. Records immediately after. <laughs> Chicago Matt. With more fun people, more cool facts. Cheerleading still a sport. I'm going to edit some sounds in too. <laughs> All right, Matt. Oh, no. Almost dropped my binder. <laughs> Oh, man. That's all we got for episode 12. I'd like to thank Matt, unfortunately. Uh, fourth time. Starting to be a, a reoccurring theme. Uh, follow our official Instagram account, at Trivial Arguments, not Trivial Pursuit. We're beefing still. My Instagram, Lendog92. That's D-A-W-G, because I was a child when I made it. Or you can follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, at Lenny Arcola. I don't really post many things, but I retweet a lot of fun stuff. Uh, follow us on Spotify. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Why are you not doing it already? Best you do it like a hundred times. Matt's obviously following us. I mean, listen to us all the way home, driving from California, probably. Subscribe and unsubscribe so we get those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, buddy. New month starts uh, <laughs> July 1st. <laughs> Let's do it. Unsubscribe now. Resubscribe July 1st. So my percentage goes 300 up, 300% up. Like, wow, your podcast is doing amazing. I was like, yeah, I told everybody unfollow, then follow. Man. If you don't think that's how the podcast pod, podcast game works, I'm crazy. I got my finger on the pulse. You know that. All right, let's end this thing. <laughs> Bye. Have, have a good weekend. <laughs> See ya. Bye.